Welcome to Hope with Jonathan podcast, where we share stories of hope. My name is Jonathan Trailer. I'm a 15-month kidney transplant recipient who faced a near-death experience back in July of 2019. I had a lot of different symptoms, chronic fatigue, swollen ankles, couldn't breathe very well, and really nauseated. And I stayed in the bed for days of what I thought was fighting the flu. No, it wasn't. It was complete kidney failure, guys. Stage 5 ESRD. Within a few days, they removed about 30 pounds of fluid. And I had to ride in a helicopter to get dialysis treatment to save my life. Listen, guys. We now try to educate people, inspire, and motivate through the power of sharing your warrior story. If you like stories like this, stay tuned. Hope with Jonathan Podcast is a Hope Media production. Never let hope become a memory. Hope with Jonathan Podcast is a Hope Media production. Welcome back to Hope with Jonathan. I am your host, Jonathan Trailer, a kidney transplant recipient who back in 2019 crashed into dialysis and kidney failure and was just moments away from losing his life. I turned my surviving story into a platform for other patients and people to share their story right here on the Hope with Jonathan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. If you're a brand new follower, please hit that subscribe button over on YouTube. You'll be notified. Hit the bell. You'll be notified of all of our brand new content that comes your way. Guys, listen, we're excited to be back into the podcasting. Uh, We've got some guests that we're going to be having lined up. Uh, I'm just doing these uh, singular podcasts, if you will, uh, until we can get uh, some people back on the show. Uh, But I hope you guys are enjoying listening to our audio podcast. But today, guys, listen, I wanted to bring to you a subject to talking about to keep pressing forward until you reach your breakthrough. And that's going to be our title today is to keep pressing forward until you reach your breakthrough. You know, uh, back in 2019, when I crashed into kidney failure, uh, you know, it was like a Mack truck literally hit me. And uh, I had, you know, moments of despair, moments of doubt, uh, so many different moments um, that were just, you know, had me uh, tied down mentally. And in my mind, I'd had no clue whether or not I was going to survive or not. And so, you know, it was a a very scary and uh, life changing, uh, life altering uh, scenario with kidney failure, kidney disease. Uh, you're talking about a guy that never went to the doctor. Uh, I was big and strong. You're talking about a six foot, uh, 56 shoulders, 
you know, um, I was a big dude, uh, built like a football player, um, you know, always strong, always able to do whatever I wanted, always could lift whatever I wanted, had the ability to uh, do anything I, I, I ever asked my body to do. I could, I could do it. And uh, I was athletic, even though for my size, you know, I was athletic. I played baseball. I played basketball. Um, you know, I did all kind of stuff, football, uh, you name it. You know, I was out there trying to do it and in my younger years. And, uh, you know, as things progressed, you know, um, some uh, DNA, if you will, uh, caught up with me with some uh, life uh, complications with uh, different diseases uh, that were, you know, family history. Like I said, DNA, uh, hey, you know, finally it caught up with me. And so uh, diabetes and uh, high blood pressure, obesity, um, you know, those top three things right there. And they are they are killers. They are killers. If they're not managed correctly, they are killers. And uh, I talk about this all the time. Diet and lifestyle and exercise definitely play a huge part. But at some point, we all have to come to grips with family history. And uh, when those uh, type of things come along with family history, uh, you know, you can diet, you can um, you can exercise, you can follow all the doctor's orders. But, you know, if you've got uh, a family history of a certain ailment or disease, um, you know, you you will struggle uh, with that disease. And you sometimes will try to figure out why, because of, you know, you're taking your medications, you're doing everything you need to do. And yet, you know, exercise is not working, you know, this or that's not working. And then uh, if you struggle to go back and forth to the doctor, uh, like I was doing, and make certain adjustments and uh, sort of trust the process, if you will, or trust the science, um, which that can be led down a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> but honestly, that's where I was uh, lacking, was trusting into uh, healthcare. Uh, I had white coat syndrome. I could not stand going into the doctors. Now doctors are my best friends. I mean, they are, they're good friends. I go in, I, I see them, I let them treat me, I, I do ask questions, and I'm very proactive in my, in my healthcare journey. Uh, but, you know, beforehand in 2019, uh, and you roll back the curtain and go back, Jonathan Trailer was lacking in, you know, going to the doctor and taking care of himself. And because I was always big and strong and able to do whatever I want, um, that played a huge uh, part of why... Um, that, you know, I felt like that there was nothing wrong with me. And so when I landed flat on my back and with kidney failure and ended up in the emergency room, um, you know, there was, there was about four days there that I was just laying in the bed, chronic fatigued, sleeping, just kept sleeping, 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 had no idea what was wrong with me. I just kept sleeping. And, you know, my, my wife kept begging me. She's like, you know, something's wrong. You know, you're not getting up. You're not moving around. You need to go to the ER. You, you've got to go to the ER. And, uh, you know, I kept shrugging her off saying, you know, babe, I, I think it's just the flu. I'll be all right. I'm going to sleep it off. And, you know, then she, you know, noticed also that I wasn't urinating. And so whenever I went to try to urinate, you know, of course, nothing came out. And uh, then from there, it was like a scene out of a, out of an action movie or, or a uh, drama, if you will. Um, 
you know, things begin to progress really quickly from there. I mean, um, started struggling to breathe, uh, which later on I found out was because, you know, I had fluid on my lungs. Uh, my, my potassium was sky high. And little did I know that my potassium was sky high. I was drinking Gatorades, thinking that I was dehydrated. Listen, I had no education on chronic kidney disease. So for me, I had no clue that potassium was a huge factor when you're dealing with kidney disease. So I'm over here just about killing myself, drinking Gatorade after Gatorade, trying to hydrate myself. And Gatorade has a lot of sodium in it. It has potassium in it. Um, you know, I'm also taking uh, supplements that were part of my normal routine uh, that I thought were helping my body. But no, because I had kidney disease and I was, you know, on the brink of kidney failure, um, I was literally committing, you know, self-murder at that point. I mean, I was killing myself and had no idea that I was even doing that. Um, you know, the thing is, is education goes a long way when you're dealing with uh, any, any form of disease, but chronic kidney disease. And that's why it's important to keep yourself educated as much as you can. Uh, and never hesitate to reach out and get the proper help when you need it as far as medical care. You can't wait. There is no waiting. You don't sit back and wait. You hit things as quickly as you can. Unfortunately for me, I didn't get educated on that subject of not waiting until I almost died and was laying flat on my back with chronic kidney disease, kidney failure. I woke up on a dialysis machine in the hospital, surrounded by family. I was intubated. I had no idea what was going on. I couldn't hardly breathe. I couldn't move. They had my hands shackled. I tried to talk. I felt like I couldn't talk. And when I say I couldn't hardly breathe, I was breathing, but you know, I had a tube down my throat. So I was in total shock and disarray that I had this tube down my throat and I couldn't speak. And, um, of course, you know, I start uh, using sign language because that was the only way I knew how to communicate to my mom. I could hear my mom's voice. And um, for, for many of you out there that don't know, I have a hearing impaired, she, she's deaf, um, sister. And her name is Jamie. And, you know, so I was around sign language all of my life. And uh, my mom used to be an interpreter. And so I picked up on sign language pretty quickly. And so I tried signing to my mom and tell her what was going on and uh, that I was coming to and whatever was in my throat, I, could, I couldn't speak. I wanted to speak. And so finally they came in, they removed the, uh, you know, the intubation tube and all that and got me breathing on my own. And I, I was fine. And I began to talk and, you know, they began to explain to me what was going on. And uh, literally for two weeks, you know, I had to do dialysis in the hospital I started dialysis on, in the hospital, uh, the routine, they got me on a routine and uh, they got my, you know, got me educated, so to speak, on chronic kidney disease. And uh, for like two weeks, I had a crash course in, in all of this. And man, it was like, it was literally like a Mack truck just, just ran me over. And the, on the front of the grill was chronic kidney disease and it just smashed me, ran me over. And, you know, I had moments, like I said, of despair. I had moments of anxiety. I had moments of fear. But listen, I, I couldn't give in to this. I could not give in. I could not give up. And I couldn't allow 
all of these things, all of the things that I was going through at that current moment to allow me to give up and give in to chronic kidney disease and kidney failure. I could not let my situation determine my future. And there was no way, shape or form, that I was going to let it happen. And I even told a nurse in there, I said, listen, I said, you know, because she kept telling me, you're, 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 you're a sick puppy. You know, you're just, you're really sick. And I told her, I said, I'm going to walk out of here. I said, I'll, I'll, excuse my French. I told her, I said, I'll be damned if I don't walk out of here. I said, I will walk out of this hospital. And I said, I'm determined to walk out of this hospital. And two weeks later, I walked out of that hospital. And the only reason why that I'm able to say that to you is because I had hope and determination. And I had a lot of people who were praying for me, believing for me, that I was going to walk out of that hospital and stay alive and beat this. It was a very scary road, a very scary journey. And I could have easily tucked my tail and just sat back and rested and gave up and and had a... um, you know, self-centered spirit and, and just uh, a pity party and woe is me. And listen, we've all been there. We've all been there. I mean, I've had my moments. I've, I, like I said, I had my moments. And, um, you know, I had, I had moments in the hospital those first, you know, two weeks realizing where I was at in my life that literally I, I would just cry myself to sleep. And I had moments that I was alone in the hospital room and it was just me and God. And that was it. And that's all I had to talk to it was just me and God. And it was, it was rough, man. It was tough. But I had to come to face and, to, and realize that my life decisions, that I had to become accountable for my life decisions of not taking care of myself, not taking care of my health, and not going to the doctor and and realizing and as i as i look back uh, as far as accountability as i look back and realize that a lot of the things that i i was going through at the time there were symptoms and there were signs you know i had foamy urine i had urinary tract infections i had blood in the urine i had times that i'd only go to the bathroom two or three times a day sometimes some you know i was good to do two sometimes so those all should have been light bulb moments for me that, oh, you know what? I, I needed to go to the doctor and get checked out, but I didn't. And all this stuff began to roll in my head like a movie while I was in that two-week stay in the hospital. And so you had no choice at that point but to take accountability. You can't blame anybody else. You cannot blame anybody else but you for your health issues, especially if you're neglecting your health and you're not going to the doctors. If you have a condition such as diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and I'm calling obesity a disease, listen, you have no choice but to go to the doctors and get checked out. You're talking about a disease that if you have this disease, you need to know that you have this disease. And so it's important for you to get checked out, get checked for kidney disease, and definitely go in and a simple blood test and a urinalysis can save your life. I'm telling you, 
You do not want to go out like I did. You do not want to go to the hospital crashing into kidney failure and nearly die. You you don't want to walk down that road. Listen, I'm lucky. Who You're listening to me right now. Under the sound of my voice, you're listening to me and you're thinking to yourself, well, he's just another kidney patient. No, you don't understand. I am a miracle. I am a living, walking miracle if there ever was one. I should not be here My right now. I should not be doing this podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. I should be... I should, God, for some reason, seen it fit to... To, to use my story and to utilize what I went through for the greater good. And because I, I, I want to help other people and because I have allowed that my story be used as my gift to other people to try to encourage them and try to enlighten them, educate them, I believe that it's a beautiful thing. And I, I think that... I thank God for what happened to me. I know some of you are going to misunderstand that. You're going to think, really? Why? How could you thank God that you went through the, the worst event of your life? Because it totally changed me as a person. I became a completely new person. And like I said, this event was completely life-altering. life changing so while I was going through all these things all these changes and going through this life-changing event there were many moments that I could have given up and said you know what I've had enough I'm checking out I'm done I'm not you know I'm not gonna be following no renal diet I'm not gonna be following I'm not going to the doctor all the time I'm not doing dialysis treatments I, why do I want to do all that? I'm not doing all that. I'll be okay. I'm not. Listen, at that moment, I had to realize that I could not give up. I had to shake myself and come to terms and come to grips with what I needed to do to survive. And I could not give up. And many of us go through things in life. Maybe you're not going through CKD. Maybe you're going through another disease or ailment. Uh, maybe you're going through a situation in life that seems like that uh, your life is ending. Uh, you, you feel like things are over. Many of you out there are going through situations and, and things right now in your life. Uh, things are tough. We've got a tough economy. Uh, prices of things are incredibly high. Record number highs. Uh, record numbers on... Uh, housing market and food and groceries and, um, you know, uh, just regular items that we need, uh, everyday items, um, you know, that we need to function as human beings are incredibly high. Cost of living, cost of medications. Uh, many of you are going through situations like job changes. Maybe you've been recently fired on a job. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Whatever your situation is, I want to let you know that many of us we get to the brink of giving up. It's a, it's a crossroads. It literally, literally is a crossroads where you got to make a decision to go either east or west, north or south. And it's a crossroads, okay? And you've got to figure out which way to go. And there's only one right way to go. 
and and the wrong decision is going to lead lead you down to a whole nother whole nother road that you don't want to go down to okay don't go down the road that I went down by not listening and not not doing what you need to do to protect yourself and to get yourself where you need to be. You've got to go down the road that you know is the right one. And your conscience, your God-given conscience will lead you there. You'll know whether or not you're making the right decision. But when you get to the brink that you're ready to give up, that is at the point. You're, you're at the pinnacle of change where you have got to make the best decision and the right decision at that point in time. And it's such a, a pivotal pivotal choice at that time that if you don't make the right decision, you may not be here anymore. Or maybe you won't get the right job. Or maybe you will end up in a divorce. Or maybe you will end up passing on. And many of us get to the point of where we don't want to make that choice and we give up and we give in and we give in to whatever we're going through. We give in to our situation and we give up. We give up. We give up on, on what the situation that we're going through. And what I truly believe is when we go through these situations in life to where we are tested and tried, that God wants us to to make the right decision and that he gives us the opportunity to make the right decision. I could have easily in the hospital, I could have easily given up and told them, you know what? I don't want to do dialysis treatment. I just want to check out. And that, listen, that is an option. And if you choose that option, that was for you. Okay. I, I'm telling you my story. I wanted to live. Okay, I, I was at that time. I was barely forty-one years old. Um, you know, my, I still have children, teenagers at that time. I needed to be around for my children. I needed to be a father to my children. I needed to be a husband to my to my wife. And it was important for me to live. And I wanted to be there for my family. And so. I had to make a crucial decision, but you know what? I couldn't give up. I was at the brink. I was at that point, the pinnacle of of making a a change, and I know I needed it. I knew I needed some sort of change. And you can't give up. You cannot give in to what you're going through. It may be your greatest trial ever. It may be the, the greatest... Uh, most worst situation that you've ever faced in your life. You cannot give in. You cannot give up. You have to keep pressing forward. You have to keep pressing forward. Surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with positivity. You know what? You got to get rid of all the junk that is around you when you go through a situation like this. You got somebody in your life that is causing you grief, you got a situation that is causing you uh, grief, causing you uh, negativity, you got to get out of that. You cannot stay in that when you're going through a major health crisis, a major situation. You've got to stay away from all that, and you've got to surround yourself with positivity as much as you can. 
I like the saying of um, surround yourself with positivity and make sure that your positivity is contagious. So surround yourself with positivity to the point that it is contagious. You can't give up, guys. You can't give up. Your next move will determine your future. And often we, we, often we give up right before we're going to get our breakthrough. Often we give up at, the, at that point of when we know we need to make a life-changing decision. And we're almost there. We're, we're tippy-toeing on our breakthrough. I mean, your breakthrough is almost there. You're almost ready to get that change and, and get where you want. And get where you want to be. But often, right before, because we're at that, that, that break point, we're at that line, we're afraid to cross it. And we don't get the breakthrough because we gave up. I want to encourage you today to make that, make that step toward change. I want to encourage you today to stay in the race. I want to encourage you today to do whatever it takes by any means necessary to get to where you want to be. Believe in yourself when nobody else does. Believe in yourself when nobody else does. Pray and have faith. And believe that good things and good opportunities can come your way. Cancel out negativity and believe in the positive side of things. It took a near-death experience for me to realize all this. I've been living my life like this since 2019. Almost four years, guys. Four years I've been living my life like this. I got a transplant in 2020 I was direct donated to. It it was life-changing. Had I given up, I would have never received that transplant. I was determined. I was focused. I believed. I want to inspire someone today. If this is not for you, that's fine. Turn it off. I don't care. I, I love my supporters. I love my my people that, that support me. But it, in my in my way of thinking is is that if you do not get anything from this podcast, that you should just determine yourself to go ahead and turn it off if it's not if it's not uplifting you. My goal with these podcasts is to uplift people. That's why it's named Hope with Jonathan. Helping other people excel or heaven opens possibilities every day. Okay? That's the meaning of hope. You got to believe, guys. You're at that break, breaking point in life. You're, you're facing challenges. You, you're in a hard way right now. I'm encouraging you to take that next step. Because you never know 
when your breakthrough will come. And many of you that I'm speaking to are at the point of a breakthrough. But if you give up or you make that wrong turn or make that wrong choice, you're not going to receive your breakthrough. It's time for you to receive your breakthrough. It's time for you to get where you want to be. I refuse to allow my condition to beat me. I refuse to allow my situations to beat me. They cannot defeat me. They cannot break my spirit. Like I said, in 2020, I received my gift of life. I've been thriving ever since. Why? Because it was... If you knew my story of transplant and knew where I got my transplant from, it was it was a divine connection. God gave me the opportunity. Why? Because I was believing, I was receiving, I was I was believing and focused on on him to help me out. And help me get out of this situation. And I lean upon him every day. And you know what, guys? Ever since 2019, he has blessed me beyond measure. I hope to encourage you guys today. Again, guys, this is Jonathan Trailer. I'm a kidney transplant recipient. I am the founder of Hope with Jonathan. I love you guys. I love my supporters. I want to see you guys blessed. I want to see you guys uh, receive whatever it is in life that you're wanting. You're wanting uh, uh, your kidney. Continue to believe. Speak it out every day. God, I know you have a blessing for me. I know it's coming. You have to put all this in the hands of the good Lord above. You do. You have to, your life, your situation, you have to put it in your, in his hands. Bible says, casting all cares upon him, for he careth for you. He cares for you. You got to put it all in his hands and leave it there. Let it go. Put it in his hands and let it go. Remain focused on your prize, on what you're wanting. Speak positive things over your life. Cancel out all that's negative. I love you guys. God bless you. Remember, you are on the brink of your breakthrough. Many of us give up right before our breakthrough. Don't give up. You're on the brink of that major decision. What decision will you make today that is going to determine you a better future. And I'll leave you with that. God bless you guys. I love you. This is Jonathan. Take care of your kidneys. God bless.
Hey guys, have you been over to hopewithjonathan.com? You can actually listen to the audio podcast, watch live streaming interviews, purchase merch to help support Hope with Jonathan podcast, read blogs, and much, much more. For more information on this, go check out hopewithjonathan.com where we share stories of hope.